Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello again, you vinyl-loving vagabonds. <laughs> you weren't expecting that one. <laughs> no, definitely not. I wasn't even expecting that one. That just came out in the cuff. Uh, but we're uh, here again tonight uh, recording another episode of uh, The Snowcast in Grady's Yard. We're on episode 16, I think, tonight. It's yeah. fucking flying by. Whoever thought to get this far. Yeah, nobody. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, we're here at the Stout and Porter weekend. Um, it's starting tonight, uh, Thursday, the, what is that, 6th, 6th of December. Um, so, Grady uh, Zard have invited a few of their guest taps that they have here tonight. They have a load of guys on the taps there tonight. But they have a few of the brewers from the, uh, the breweries around um, in Grady Zard here tonight. And it's a kind of a meet and greet thing. Um, but it's, it's culminating for the whole weekend as a major, major festival. Uh, we've been going heavy on it tonight. We've tried many, many a stout. This is probably one of my favourite drinking sessions I've ever had. It's just fucking so tasty. Well, not my favourite, but really, really tasty, tra- tasty night. Like pure winter. Uh, like you can't, you can't, you can't deny it. It's, I'm, I'm looking out the window here now, out onto John Street, and uh, it's blustery. It's raining. Like you know, there's a bit of streetlight coming in. It's warm, cozy in here. I'm absolutely loving the atmosphere in here. And uh, I was calling you vinyl-loving vagabonds because uh, we have some killer vinyl on in the background here. They're going to have a vinyl night, uh, full-on vinyl night on... Uh, Saturday. Saturday here. Uh, Saturday, the 8th of December. So when this goes live, it'll be over. But uh, I hope yeah. they all enjoy it. I hope everyone enjoyed it. We'll be in on Saturday anyway. Uh, yeah, we're, we're... For a time. We're going to have our 12... Just to remind you again, we're going to have our 12 snugs of Christmas uh, here... Um, in Waterford on um, Saturday the 8th uh, it's going to be killer busy, uh, busy few days of drinking ahead of us busy few days uh, we have tonight which is obviously this Stout and Porter Festival meet and greet uh, tomorrow night we have a special Christmas party I think we mightn't record there just for liability reasons and uh, then we have Saturday which is our 12 snows of Christmas so we're going to record um, in each of the each of the pubs over the course of the night it's going to be about 20 minutes or you know 15 to 20 minutes in each of the pubs um, and so we're going to release I think two episodes or like two pubs yeah. at a time so six you're gonna, episodes yeah. so you're going to get six 40 minute episodes or so uh, released over the 12 days of Christmas and hopefully starting on a high and then like 
just tumbling into absolute mayhem by Pub 12. Yeah, so uh, we have high hopes and low expectations for it. And some really good guests lined up as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so here, look, we'll just uh, we'll kick off there tonight. Um, DJ, what are you slash what have you been drinking tonight? Uh, thanks for that one. Obviously, the lads here at Grady's Yard are uh, highly accommodating to us. They're really good to us. And uh, they've given us a few tasters, a few things, and um, we've had a point or two just to kind of wet our whistles before we get into this. So, for the sake of the podcast and in, in uh, I suppose, the spirit of Stout and Porter Weekend, I have a tasting tray lined up here to talk about at various points during this podcast. But uh, I suppose for our signature, what are you drinking tonight section here, I'm going to talk about the point that I had before we came on air. And it was from the Whiplash Brewing Company, and it was a slow life, they call it. Um, it's their Nitro Stout, 4.5% highly sessionable. And when I say creamy, I genuinely don't think cream does this point justice. It was so smooth, so creamy. Um, every mouthful was just an invitation for more. I'm actually salivating thinking about it now. Like, I'm thinking of jibbing this day some more, going up getting another pint, but I won't do that. Um, it was fucking delicious. Even when I was up there, I, I had a, actually a bit of a chat there with Nick from the Yellow Belly Beer at the bar when I was getting the, the round in for the podcast. And uh, I heard him order a whiplash uh, slow life himself. So when uh, one of the big wigs at Yellow Belly is a fan of the whiplash slow life, you know, it's a good point. It was fucking delicious. And uh, the settling time actually was very interesting. When Kevin was pouring it for me, he said, whatever you do, make sure you give that a good settle, don't waste it. Really? Yeah. Again, the, the value of a good barman. I should have probably apologised to Kevin for the state of the uh, impression of him I did last week. There. <laughs> it was fucking septic. But um, absolutely phenomenal point was that whiplash all life. Do you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna say it. It's, it's up there with uh, Left Hand's Nitro, which of course is our logo. That's how much we love that. Like, you know, if, if Left Hand are listening to this and want to give us an all, ex- all expenses paid trip to Colorado, we'll take it. But. Oh, no, no, we'll, we'll, um, we'll pay for the, the tour of the brewery. We'll pay for the tour of the brewery if you can sort flights accommodation and uh, our other habits while we're over there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's Colorado uh, legalised weed. Oh, I think it has, actually, yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, what, what, are you, what are you on about? I don't know what you're talking about. But, uh, oh, I'll fire that back at you. What are you drinking tonight? Uh, so, uh, at the moment there, I'm drinking uh, Land Fallon which is by O'Hara's Brewing Company. Uh, oh, it's, it's actually, I'm just gonna have a little sippy in here now, just to- Set the mood. Set the mood, wet me palate. With your whistle. Oh, it's it's smooth. Kind of like a, a kind of a coffee, coffee kind of oatmeal taste to it. Like it's, it's really, really nice. Um, it goes down easy. I don't know, it's about five or so percent. Like it's, it's a, Six percent, like. I think it just just makes the six. We were actually um, just having a chat about this like before we started recording, but uh, we were saying like about a few stouts that we've had over the past while. Um, some of them have been like so. There's one one here tonight uh, called It's Not Vodka, which is nine percent, and it might as well be vodka. Like oh, it's yeah. quite yellow belly, um, and it it uh, again like they're like these these um, craft breweries are very experimental like you know so they're always throwing things out they're always trying to experiment and just you know try pushing see, the pushing see if there's new flavors people like whatever this one however just wasn't for me it's um there's a deli- there is a delicious kind of stouty taste off it but like there's just an overpowering um like Vodka, yeah. I, 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 taste off it, like, you know? I found it was a bit too in your face in the first sup, and then the aftertaste is lovely and it's a good settler. But at nine percent, I don't, I don't know what to be having it. Well, I, they're not going to serve pints for it. I don't know what I have a schooner. But it's funny we yellow, like we yellow belly to counteract that. Like the same kind of emotion at ten point one, you could, you could have a schooner of that, and it's lovely to drink. Like and even like the Martian Jam was eight point two. The, the red red that they have at the moment the collaboration um, is, is an eater like they've got some gems at the high percentage but yeah I, I think like um, there's going to be people out there that are going to like absolutely love it's not vodka but it's definitely a bit in your face like you need to be prepared for it yeah I know buried me now um, and uh, 
But I also had um, uh, one of the breakfast stouts, which I think will. Uh, it's one. It's one on your tasting board there. So it's my last one. Yeah. yeah we, so we, we'll, we'll have a good chat about that. Talk about that later. Um, and also, just before this as well, I had Malt Shake by the Four uh, Four Port Brewing Company, which are a London-based company. So lads, if you're listening, which I know you obviously are, um, just invite us over. Look, we'll I like a, I have a friend over there. We can sit on the couch and stuff like yeah, so. We'll, sa- we'll save you money on accommodation. Don't worry. Yeah, and right now, like, look, look, be cheap enough for you book now, okay? Like we're we're free around. You get the December sales. Yeah, we're free in April there. So look, we'll have a bit of crack anyway with you. Uh, but anyway, messing aside, uh, this kind of a it's a kind of chocolate, chocolatey and vanilla, and um, it actually. It, it actually tasted kind of like a Bailey's, or um, like like a shot of Bailey's kind of thrown into it, like a, an Irish car bomb, as the as the Yanks would say. Like yeah, I, I I had a I had a, I just had an, an old sipping of it, a taste there at the bar, and um, the vanilla the vanilla comes through at the end there really strong, doesn't it? Like it, it's very dessert like. Yeah, it's it you know it, it actually would be lovely with fucking on top of ice cream or something like it is. It is really, really, it's really nice. You wouldn't be drinking it for the night now. It'll rot the teeth out of our head, but well, as as Michal, who uh, hopefully will be joining us there in a bit, he's uh, fin- finishing up his work schedule there, and, and uh, hopefully we're having him, going to get him to join us there in a bit. Uh, as he said to to me there um, when he was serving us out a pizza, which uh, was fucking delicious. Um, it's one of them things where if you got it in a reduction and turned it into a sauce, like drizzle that over some fucking cake or something. Fuck me. Oh, yeah, no, it, it is absolutely smashing. But, uh, yeah, look, that's... Look, it's uh, it's the quality we get in here. There's, like, we're, we're, we're talking about five or six different taps or beers here tonight. Uh, but the stouts on offer here tonight are a plenty. Well, how are you getting on? So yeah, Grady's Yard have uh, they have a fucking rake of stout on tonight. It's absolutely magical in here. I'm absolutely loving it. Like it's it's been a brilliant night. And TJ, as you were saying, he's gotten a tasting board. I've had a few points, but we actually haven't even, I'd say, touched most of the stouts here tonight. They're they've uh, such a fucking. Fraction, like. We've covered a fraction. It's absolute amazing selection. But anyway, as TJ was saying, saying earlier on, we're joined tonight by Michal. Michal, how are you getting on? Very good, lads. Pleasure to be here. Thanks a million for having me. It's, uh, it's, it's amazing. The last time you were on, we just deleted your segment yeah. <laughs> altogether. We got so That's leery. actually not true. The last time I was on, I did a rendition of Backstreet Boys, which I'm expecting it to be Christmas number one, that to be was, honest. That was, that was only just Monday gone, was it? Was, yeah, 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 yeah. Back in Monday gone. And uh, I actually I referenced some listeners and said uh, that was you singing there. And, uh, Jesus. Louis Walsh still hasn't ringed much of luck. He has to listen, Jay. He's behind He's still only on episode 10. Well, like all guests, we'll ask you, what are you drinking tonight, Michal? I'm on the snooze button tonight, lads. The snooze button. It's a new one out, just pouring this week. Obviously, in order to port or stout festival. Yeah. And it's delicious. Coming in at 5%. Uh, it's an oatmeal stout. And it's just, you drink it all night long. And where's, where's the name? Is the name coming from, like, you're rolling over after having Pretty it? Pretty much, yeah. Hit yeah, the snooze button. Pretty like. much. There's no panic. Yeah. yeah roll yeah. over and don't worry. It's one of my taste board here, and I just had a sip of it, and uh, fuck it, it's lovely. Yeah, yeah, it's delicious. It's, it's lovely. It's um, it's just full of flavour. I, I was, I was, I was describing there earlier, Michal, before you came on about the the whiplash low life and how creamy it is and lovely. That, but it's a different, it's a different type of stout this altogether. It's a different experience of stout drinking. It is, and actually, the lads have done a collaboration today, so have they? Yeah. The whiplash and yellow bellies would be very interesting to see oh, what that's going to be like. What uh, coming out in oil, is it? Yeah, well, it was brewed today. I'm not sure exactly the date of its release. There's uh, probably a shot for leaving that out there. This I know they, they have Snowcast <laughs> exclusive. Snowcast exclusive. That was up on Yellow Belly's Instagram earlier today. <laughs> I'm probably getting a P45. So any jobs going? Let me know, lads. You can be our acoustics manager because uh, keen-eared listeners will notice that the background music is slightly less because the snow actually freed up in the time that uh, we paused and got me all set up and ready to go there. So uh, we're back in our in our favourite spot here in Grady's Yard and. Uh, Jeez, you'll do our Zara acoustic manager. We can't pay you in money, but we can pay you in points. Ah, 
I pay me in loving hugs, lads. Ah, loving hugs. Love it, I love it. Plenty of them to go around. Right, so keeping with the old uh, stout, the stout sensation, the stout feeling, we're going to keep it, keep it rolling tonight. And uh, our topic of the night is going to be what is your favourite or most memorable stout experience? What, what is your most memorable moment of having a pint of stout? So you're just after landing me haul with that, so I'll take it up first. You, you so. lash on with it. So I remember throwing your chap like and you start off drinking, going out drinking for the first time and you think you're the lad. Jack the lad going around, cock of the walk. And I've had a few... Um, my first few experiences as stout were with seasoned stout drinkers and I had the notion what I was doing. And I ended up it's in some... It's a daunting place, like, isn't it? Like, you know? <laughs> I was in a few... You're starting off, like, oh, you, you don't like the taste of alcohol. Like, it's fucking... It's a weird spot when you're, like... I ended up in a few new bonds a few times now. And <laughs> as Richie Cavan would say, I was bent into a bow. I fucking spent one day there. I, I'll never forget it. I went out with a few seasoned stout drinkers down in Cork and Callum's pub into the snug fucking fine snug down in Callan's they sort of the creamiest beamish you can fucking imagine down there and I had about 8 or 9 pints in about 3 or 4 hours and I hit the ear what age if you don't mind me asking 18, 19 I'd say I was only fresh like a lamb to the slaughter <laughs> well I ended up I thought I was fine do you know when you're in that, in that um, zone where you think I'm, I'm actually not too bad I'm keeping up with these boys and you, the moment the ear hits you you're gone by the time I'd walked across the bridge onto Patrick Street I fucking hadn't a clue where I was and uh, I just remember the next day being an absolute bits and uh, Joan you go for an old beam of shit like and you're looking at the colour of it thinking Jesus that's not healthy but uh, it didn't turn me off long term now I must say I came back that would be my warmest memory now my, war- <laughs> my warmest out memory um, warmest on the toilet I'd say wasn't it the bog was fucking steaming that morning anyway I can tell you that much my warmest out memory is I'd say Joan you know it could well be um I had it in my head there and then I went on a, a spiel about that. Actually, that same night I got barred from a chipper in Cork because uh, I went in and decided I was going to eat me curry chips in the middle of the road and I picked up the table and chairs and went out in the middle of the road and sat myself down at a curry chip. Oh, what's the name of this establishment? Oh, I don't know. It was some fucking dodgy <laughs> place anyway. On you Monday. Cork into the plaza, right? I was, yeah. I, 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 I think I just... Visions ju- back then. I had been to Rome just before that. Like, <laughs> Piazza de George's Key or something like that. Um, Actually, do you know what? My favourite South memory was Stephen's St. Stephen's morning, Boxing Day for our UK listeners about two years ago. And uh, I woke up. Now, my family's tradition is you get absolutely bollocks on Christmas Eve. Local hurling club members bar, so you're out late. You get absolutely fucked. Laid up Christmas morning to the fry. Open the old few presents because obviously the children aren't around now, so you're not doing all that calm awesome. And uh, grand, set yourself up for Christmas dinner. Christmas dinner, then, like after Christmas dinner, you're flying, you're having a few bajails at home, watch a few films. So you get up early Christmas morning, and we walk down to this pub that had been closed for years. My grandfather used to work in it actually 20 years ago. It's called Morris. If you didn't live in the in the area, you wouldn't know it. It's this tiny little establishment. I remember telling you about it at the time at work. And uh, they have a snooker, a full-size snooker table. Now, the whole pub, the area of the whole pub is about a third of the size of Grady's yard. And have a full-size snooker table. So, pretty much the size of There's that. about seven stools and one table to sit down on with chairs. But well, fuck me, they do a lovely Guinness. And I just remember Stephen's morning. It's a 10-minute walk from my folks' house. And it's right by my aunt's house where we have dinner on Stephen's day. So, my mother does dinner for the whole extended family Christmas day. And then we all go to my aunt's and Stephen's there. Stroll up into the into Mora's anyway with my uncle and my brother and then my aunt's husband. And my father was actually working. And we went in, sat seven stools, four of us on stools, and then three lads came in, they sat in the other three stools. And we sat there for about four or five hours. Stephen's morning, log fire burning, sipping on the nicest Guinness you can think of. A few packs of salt of vinegar crisps. Jesus Christ, it was winter in the barrel, you know that? I'd go back there every year. I might go back there this year. Jesus, that is beautiful. Oh, it was fucking gorgeous now, I must that, say. That is beautiful. Not a fucking, not a, not, not a, a snooker ball pucked. Right, so I'd say my, my favourite, well, no, actually, so I think, I think the thing with uh, stouts and, and Guinness, Guinness especially because it's such an Irish stout and everyone knows Guinness, everyone, just Guinness available in every single pub, right? So that's your go-to, like, you know. And I think the thing about 
about it is that you get so many good memories from fucking just having a pint of Guinness. Like, it's the experience rather than the drink. It's amazing. So I think maybe the one I'm about to talk about now is good because it's just so fresh in my mind. But it's from this summer. And myself and my girlfriend went off to uh, Doolin in County Clare. Stop that. Right? You're a big fan Six, of Doolin. Six, seven, eight times a year. Yeah. I'll move there eventually. Absolutely yeah. beautiful, right? And uh, so we went off We went off to Inishmore for the day, uh, renting bikes, went cycling around, uh, out, out to doing Angus, everything, like, you know, absolutely um, pristine conditions, like, it was amazing, like, and, uh, like, the views out there, the cycling, so we hard day's work. So anyway, went back into Doolin anyway, into Waxy O'Connor's or uh, is it O'Connor's? O'Connor's, O'Connor's, yeah. So into O'Connor's pub there, and uh, so O'Connor's is uh, I think it's been voted best pub in Ireland for like the last I don't know five six years, and it was again it was in the in the in the shortlist again this year, like right. I went in there uh, getting the food. I got a, a bowl of mussels, and when I say a bowl of mussels, I mean a fucking, bowl, like. a fucking bowl. Like it was the biggest bowl of mussels I've ever had, and it was absolutely gorgeous, right? So just as I'm tucking into the mussels, the fucking trad session starts in the corner, right? So I'm tucking into that. Guinness in me paw. Ah, oh, sure, listen. And like, I was, like, this was just absolute bliss for me. Like, this is, you know, this is just what you want. And like, I think that's why, like, the Americans and stuff, like, it's 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 that experience. It's not yeah. fucking Temple Bar. It's that fucking experience now where you're getting, like, actually, it's not like, it's not boys that are, like, these aren't lads that are, like, hired in or paid no. by O'Connor's to come in. These are lads that just come in. The off locals. their back, the yeah. locals oh, yeah, come in yeah, yeah. and just play their old trad, like, yeah. you know? But you may and as well be in 1940 or 1930. I know, it's amazing, it's like. It's so refreshing. Oh, oh yeah, it is, yeah, age, yeah, yeah. And, like, you know, you see, you, like, even, say, the Americans, whatever, like, you know, one of them goes, I, when we were there, you know, one of them goes, oh, fucking, you know, I don't know, whatever name. Candice, we'll call her. <laughs> right? But one of them goes, oh, yeah, Candice can sing. And she knows an Irish air or whatever, like, you know. Grand, the boys are straining. Can he come up now and we'll sing a song immediately? Like, the dog know? that smoked me fags. Exactly. So <laughs> <laughs> That's a Michael Russell tune. <laughs> but, like, it's real inclusion, like, you know, everyone's in, like, a, a lad came off the street, like, well, not the street, but came up the road from the, from the village, you know, with a fado. And he, like, he just sat, uh, and they had a seat for him. And he came in, he sat and he's played like, I don't, I don't think, I think they were playing a song and they didn't even finish the song and he's joined in. You know, he knew the air off, off, the, off the head and like, I was there, full of muscles, point of Guinness, ah, fucking absolutely brilliant. Like, I just, but you're describing a postcard moment there, you know. I know, I know. Yeah. There's so many people from around the globe that would just love to be able to, yeah, to, yeah. to, to witness and experience that. And that's fucking a daily basis out there, like, you know. Three hours out the road. I know, I know. It's amazing, you know. The thing with that is, so many tourists will come and they'll go to Dublin and they'll go to Kilkenny and they'll go to Cork maybe and they'll experience the the modernised city yeah. version of that. Absolutely. But yeah. it, the authentic Ireland is still there if you go find it. Quite of looking is. for it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, that, that's because like in Dublin or Cork or Kilkenny or whatever, those big bars are marketing and they go, you know, genuine, genuine Irish night or whatever, like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, come come here, and you know you'll you'll get the crack and all this shit. Like you know, it's I don't know, but uh, I had a fantastic night that night. It was actually uh, one of the World Cup matches as well then as well. Fucking everything kicked off as well then, it, like you know. It's ghastly because you nearly be like that. You're nearly going back in time. Like I remember being down in um, Kells Bay there recently in Kerry, January this year. I'm going for now pointing. And then, an old sing song started, and a woman took out her phone to start recording it. And an old lad comes over and says, We don't do that here, look. And it was just like, and, and she kind of looked at him and he just said, Enjoy the moment yourself. And it was it was actually so refreshing. It was yeah. just, yeah. but Joe, he wasn't, a, he wasn't a bollocks about it either. He just, in his own calm, polite way, said, Look, you just don't do that here, enjoy it yourself. It's for you he's singing, not for the camera. 
So, Michal, all about yourself? Mine's a bit of a, a bit of an odd one. Well, there's actually two. There's the first day I walked into the pub and asked for a Guinness. And I made that the, the blasphemous mistake of what did I ask about it? A drop of black. Oh. Drop of black. The blasphemy. Walking in by Johnny Big Balls, 18 years of old. Gonna be like the lads here now. Drop of black. Yeah, that's Man, me, he went to now, he, he gave me a Budweiser. That's a fact. He gave me a Budweiser. And, and are you right to? Wet behind the ears, thinking that I knew was, it all. That was the first lesson in bartending you ever got. Absolutely, yeah. Second was fucking don't do it. <laughs> I'll tell you, my biggest memory, right, is. <laughs> Serving bollocks is like us. Ah, no, there's only one bollocks here. It's <laughs> an awfully safe at home. <laughs> no, but it was uh, Saipan. It wasn't Saipan. I keep saying Saipan. It was Japan and Korea World Cup. A friend of mine, Pork Staunton, was his, his brother Steve Staunton. So we were out one Saturday night, but I think it was two weeks after the 2002 World Cup, and he gets a phone call. It was the brother, where are you? We're in the nightclub. And who turned up? McAteer, Bab, Gary Kelly, Steve Staunton, and Alan Kelly. We were drinking stout all night long in the oh, early house boy. And it was just surreal, you know, sitting having a bottle of Guinness with Phil Babb talking about all things football. <laughs> Man, Robbie, you fuck. Oh, I melted his ear for the whole night, boy. Hey, Phil, why do you always play sideways? Hey, Phil, why do you not go forwards? <laughs> How you feel? Did you get castrated off the post at Anfield that day? Uh, Gary Kelly went for a run outside the nightclub over the he cars. Doesn't, he doesn't drink, I don't think, He was it? bananas. Gary Kelly, oh no, he might have fucking cut it off at that stage. And Ian Hart was there as well, actually. They'd be uncle and nephew, wouldn't they? Uh, they're from... Uh, how PC do we have to be here? <laughs> Go on, say what you want. They're from Drogheda. <laughs> no, no, but I'm saying they're uncle and nephew. They are, you're right. Yeah. And Steve Staunton is related in there somewhere. Pretty sure Steve Staunton is Gary Kelly's first cousin. Could possibly be. They're definitely related. million percent related. But anyway, we're getting off the subject here. So but yeah, that the, was quite a surreal experience, you know. That's the joys of the snugcast when you get off topic. All oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so McAteer's a prick. Gary Kelly likes to run over cars, but he is from Drogheda. Uh, so yeah, drinking large Didn't bottles with Phil Babb, torturing the poor man's soul. What, what were they? Was a large bottle off the shelf now, job? Was that all of them, all the boys? Well, or? no, I would only drink them off the shelf now during the winter. Okay, okay. Yeah, this is right, the midst okay. of the summer now. You can't yeah. be drinking the fucking... You'd be the council. Uh, something like that. I'd be like drinking tar at that yeah, stage, yeah, you know? Yeah. So that was a surreal moment in my life, yeah. Well, that's, that's the next one. Um, so tonight, thanks, guys. That was uh, I, I really enjoyed that. That was a really good segment. Tonight, really random. <laughs> yeah. I, I have a, I have a note to say on the dueling and the fiddle playing and all that kind of stuff. So my grandfather is uh, a well-known accordion player. Plays the button accordion and tunes them. And no word of lie, like the, the good lads of the accordions, my grandfather now, and, and I have a cousin, Sean, who's only 10 or 11, who my grandfather's been teaching, because he only lives around the corner, and they can play stuff off here. Sean now, my grandfather taught him so well. He, Grandma could on Radio Nagueldo to there, could have an old tune playing, and after 30 seconds, Sean never heard it before. They're going to pick up his accordion whole on. Amazing. It's, it's an art form. Oh, it is, it is, it's amazing. We need to do a snowcast out in Doolin. We do, but you know the sad thing about that is, in 20 years' time when you'll be doing the snowcast, to be near the recording. Mm, you know? Yeah. Near the recording. That's the sad thing about this. Uh, we need be, to keep it going. It'll just be tunes. Yeah. Few tunes, though. Playing the accordion on the computer. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, God be with us. So, anyway, as I said, we're in Grady's yard anyway, and they, they tipped off tonight. They gave the, an old preview of the pizzas there tonight. We have Michelin star, I'd say, with the chef. Michelin chef Michal was behind the cooker. Michal Angelo, I think we're going to call him <laughs> in the next few days. Michal Angelo. So, the question I have for you boys tonight, right? So, you're going to be releasing a, some sort of pizza menu, I'd say, right? That's right, chef. Yeah. Right. What kind of names would you have for a pizza? Right. If you were to Should I get a list out or should I just bang these off the top of me? Go head? on. Right, so for the calzone, yeah. I'm going to call her the Fold Me Close. Oh, Fold Me Close. Oh, that's, I that's love brilliant. It. Uh, brilliant. We have one there with a bit of blue cheese. I'm going to call that a bit of mature. Bit of mature. I Can love I get it. a bit of mature there, please? Hang on, I'll get my notes out, lads. Legalise marinara. Legalise. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the margarita? That's yeah. Uh, pie hard. Pie hard. 
the Doobie Brothers. The Doobie? Anybody? Anybody? Doughballs. The Doobie Brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Doobie Brothers. Doobie, yeah, yeah. Slice, slice, baby. Uh, for the mushroom pizza, we're going to call that the fun guy. Oh, yeah. See what going yeah, with that? Yeah, yeah. Cut, cut, stay, sticking with the, the Slice Slice Baby team, right? You should do a dessert pizza and call it Vanilla Slice. I'll give you a slice of the profits. <laughs> and then the, the, the best one is we need the dough. Oh. So I was thinking of this, right? So I was thinking, what about Oscar Pizza Stories? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What, what would you put in that? Wood. You got it with a bang anyway. You'd have a pizza, but you'd have to drink the highest percentage beer in here, cut the legs off you. Jesus Christ, I have no comeback. I have no comeback. You could have one with meatballs on it and just call it Hold Me Balls. Me Hold Meatballs. Oh. Grab me hall with the balls. Is that in or out of work, DJ? Because either way. Uh, I, could, I could hook you up. <laughs> me hall's missus and daughter are listening. I won't. My daughter's not missing. She's better not be listening to us. She doesn't fucking listen to me, lads. <laughs> oh. Actually, speaking of balls, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, Liam Tab, right? Uh, my father, right? Told me a joke there today. Oh, Jesus. Right, so. Uh, he was saying that this fella uh, was uh, part of a tribe and he was called um, Onesome, right? And he had, he was called Onesome by the crew, right? By, uh, by all the lads in the, in, in the tribe. And it was because he had one bollock. Right? Yeah. Right, so he fucking hated this term, Onesome. Everyone used to call him Onesome. He said, the next person that calls me Onesome, I'll fucking kill you. I'll absolutely kill you, right? So. Anyway, this, uh, this, nobody called him one song for age. Fucking fearful me, he's a big chap, right? So, nobody called, nobody called him one song. So anyway, this girl came up into the tribe uh, one day, and she kind of forgot about the whole thing. And she said, uh, well, one song, how are you getting on, right? So her name was uh, uh, Bluebird. Right, so he grabbed Bluebird by the hair and he dragged her into the woods. So he had sex with her all night long, and all the next morning, and all the following night. And she died of exhaustion. Right, so anyway, nobody, nobody called him fucking, nobody called him one stone for a while again, right? So next minute, next, about a year later, another girl came into the, into the tribe. Called Yellowbird. So uh, she she was walking along. And she said, uh, "Well, one son, how are you getting on?" <laughs> so <laughs> he, dragged her, he dragged her into the woods. Same job. Same job, right? He had sex with her. Fucking one stone sounds like Larry Murphy. Oh, come on. <laughs> hey, that one stone is carrying a good bit of weight, isn't it? <laughs> Pound for pound, the best fighter in the universe. <laughs> so anyway, he had sex with her all the first night, all the next day, all the second night, all the next day, right? All the third night, still no, still no cop offer. All the next day, right? So she wouldn't die. He couldn't. He no, couldn't. Who? She wouldn't die. The selfish fucker. Right? He couldn't kill her. And that's because you can't kill two birds with one stone. <laughs> <laughs> lean Tab, that's Lean Tab. Jesus, there's no mic there, is it? You should drop it. <laughs> hey, don't drop the mic. We need it for recording purposes. <laughs> anyway, Owen, oh, I have a tasting tray set up here. Uh, yeah, go on, sorry. I, I, I've actually forgotten all about it. Yeah. Uh, I, I just said I'd uh, <laughs> there. get us back on track. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Well, do you go for it, DJ? Uh, well, well, you know, actually, this one that I finished off there while you were talking was the snooze button, because we've already talked about it, so I say go away. Uh, so the snooze button, the boys are calling it breakfast out. Where did I get that from me? That's hilarious. I think there's like the oatmeal in it, oatmeal malts in it. Ah, I like it, yeah. 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 They're trying to make it, it's like a coffee. 
Oh, lads, they brewed that with the fucking. the, the, the sole opinion that it should be drank before pm. I fucking I I think it's a wonderful it's it's a pure it's it's, it's a brilliant uh, concept for the winter to get you going with now absolutely and now gla- and now glass of stout heen imagine rolling over and just having to ship it out and set you up for the day you'd be you'd, you'd be laughing I I had that five percent or anyway um, but the the other one that I have at the moment now is the whip whiplash love is lost right, yeah, yeah. a double browner yeah seven point one percent who's that with whiplash whiplash, whiplash. Mm. I did the the lads that did the club there today. You did, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, fucking it's lovely. Lovely, seven point one percent. I presume you're not selling these points. We are not. Yeah, I would presume We're so. Not schooner would be the max for that now because. But it'd be a fucking lovely schooner now. I, do you know if you finish today's work and you want to just want to go home and cook the dinner before they cook the dinner? It's actually really nice. It's slightly carbonated, so it's actually really nice. A nice yeah. suck. Crispy. Yeah. Yeah. Very crispy. It's a lovely, lovely old supine. So yeah, whiplash, uh, love the last double round, 7.1%, schooner that'd be look fucking delicious. No, it's old. Tip you on the shoulder and at some And then toasty Saturday lunch there be you're laughing, it's ideal for that yeah. like. Now toasty Saturday lunch, throwing out a nice jacket in, come into Grady's yard, come up to me hall, say, how are you going? I'll have an hour schooner at that there lunchtime, you're laughing. Well, you'll be able to pair up pizzas with your schooners now, lads. Oh. I'm trying to work something because Scudera is the Italian word for their league. Scudera, yeah. Scudera. Yeah, yeah. Their league, like the, yeah. the Scudera. Is the, oh, Serie A. Right. Scudera. Oh, yeah, Scudera. Because yeah, then the Scudetto yeah, was the, yeah, the champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, something, there's something brewing there, lads. We'll talk about that next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come back to us, <laughs> will you? Give me a week to think about it. I've had too much stout, I can't think stretch. Right. So, what was your third one, sorry? Uh, well, I mean, third one there now. Hold on, I finished this boy off. 7.1%. Down the hatch. Mary's my aunt, and if she falls, she'd be my uncle. Uh, the last one then is the Dungarvan Coffee and Oatmealer. Good choice, yeah. 4.7. Yeah. Uh, I'll have an old sniff here. Like, you'll, you'll know I love a sniff before, so. Bit very. Yeah, that's very light, lovely. Uh, coffee, coffee is very strong. But then uh, you get a bit of sweetness there, there's, there's a bit berry in that, like. I thought there was a bit of a, a slight touch of a raisin coming through when I had a sample of it. Now. Raisin, yeah. You get a little raisiny taste coming something through. Something sweet, anyway, yeah, some yeah, sweet fruit notes yeah. on it, anyway. Um, coffee, yeah, fucking delicious. 4.7, that's very, that'd be very drinkable now if you were going on a session, I'd say. Yeah, like, you know, they make some great beers, but Dungarvan written kind of be for me in terms of the beers they release, but that's yeah. a knockout beer. That's brilliant. It's out that's of fucking brilliant. Yeah, that's like, that's a, that's a session one now. If you, if you wanted a stout session of a winter, yeah, that, that, you, you won't go wrong with that. Won't go wrong at all. Uh, and it, it, it's one of those kind of, like, it's slightly sweeter like that if you're not a fucking avid Guinness fan or whatever, like you know. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. 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 Gotten more kind of good um, gateways, introduction beers into the whole craft yeah. scene, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm with the like the the coffee s nature of it. Like it, it's actually uh, be a really good one for after a meal as well. If you're just having two or three, it's kind of it's almost like a bridging. Do you know way like when you go to these top class restaurants, do the degustations where you have the uh, like seven or eight tiny courses starting off with like starters, mains, and desserts, yeah. and they have these bridging ones like the the third and the fifth one are bridgers between the mains and the desserts, whatever, and it's supposed to tie you into dessert. Like that'd be a great one to tie you into a session after eating something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, especially Gour- gourmet pint in here with the snowcast sides. Yeah, like, a bit of fucking okay. got absolute notions here, like tonight now. Um, I've had just get far too much. The lads DM the Instagram page will take notes and it's 15 euro per head. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking snug tours. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. Right. So I'm uh, I'm dying for a slash here. So uh, we're rev, uh, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna take an old pause here. So uh, talk to you in a sec. Right, so I'm after having a piss there and I'm back in the room. So we're going to switch on to our next topic there, which is a surprise topic for both of the other two guests because I've just come up with this on the spot. <laughs> I'm, I'm not fucking knowing what you want to ask me. 
So, uh, TJ, I'll come to you first then, right? <coughs> if you didn't have the mam or dad you had, who would be your mam and dad? <laughs> <laughs> Are you asking me to choose? Choose. Are you saying, like, who... Who do my parents represent, or who best resembles my parents? And like, no, I'm saying, I'm saying, I know. Need to choose a man and dad, like. Yeah, I'm saying, like, and and they can be completely different to your man and dad. They can be a celebrity. They can be whoever, right? Just someone who you you would like as a man and dad. Um, just that's, that's a good one. <laughs> I can safely say I've never ever talked about this before. <laughs> and you completely sprung on me, bollocks. Um. Who would I want to be my man and dad? Well, I suppose... Who the would da- first one? Me, I was going to say, my dad would be easy enough. Um, do you know what I'm going to come really left field here and I say, do you know who would be a fantastic dad? Who? Frank McCourt. Do you know who Frank McCourt is? I, I, I'm not familiar with him, I think, DJ. The lad that wrote Angela's Ashes. Jesus Christ. But Angela's Ashes is only one book of a trilogy. Yeah. So Angela's Ashes basically is the first book of a trilogy and they never made films out of the other two. The other two books are fucking lyrics as well. Basically he goes off to the States, right? And do you remember Malachi from Angela's Ashes? Yes. He ends up becoming this multi-multi-millionaire bar owner in, in Manhattan. In, like, it's, it's, it's fiction, like it's real life, like it's his, it's his memoirs basically. The memoirs of, Angela's Ashes are the memoirs of Frank McCourt. Um, but he goes off and he becomes like a, a teacher. He goes off lives in squalor in, in New York for a couple of years and then he becomes a, an English teacher. He goes back to study English in New York University or whatever. And he becomes his teacher and he just basically spends the rest of his life being this teacher. But like when he went to New York first, like in Toronto Horn and stuff he did, like he's documented all that in books. And it's kind of like my dad wrote a porno, but he didn't write a porno. Like it's just a memoirs where he fully admits the, the writing that he did. Like. Um, but Frank McCourt would be a great dad because so, he'd be so liberal and he'd have come from Catholic, like Ireland, downtrodden Ireland to the States, like, and he'd have fully embraced that kind of, you know, free willy kind of um, whole attitude they have over there. He'd be a great dad, but he'd have come for nothing. So, like, he'd appreciate everything you get. But he'd give you every fucking opportunity to just be what you want, who you want, and do what you want. And he'd be free thinking, like... Um, so I think Frank McCorp be a fucking great dad. Right, go on. And, and your ma? My ma. Well, like, I'm going to go tactical with this about like being bullied in school and stuff. Like, I don't want a hot ma because I don't want all the lads oh, to be okay. stagging yeah. me off. Like, do you know, I'm playing, I'm playing it cool here. I don't want that, my ma to be alright. Like, um, but she has to be a good laugh, like, and a bit of personality. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just thinking there now like, whoever I'm going to say now is instantly going to be offended because they obviously listen um, do you know I'd say you want um, you want from bridesmaids the heavier one what's her name she'd be a great man or Amy Schumer would be a great old man as well like. oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. a comedian man would be great is that O'Driscoll the blonde one no that's, <laughs> a, that's Amy Huberman oh Jesus oh Amy Schumerman yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know who's she's actually not a bad looking woman but she'd be a brilliant man but, and she'd tell all your stories to the world uh, Deirdre Kane. oh stop yeah she'd be a good man as well I was there too. Yeah, she was very, very funny. Uh, she was very, funny. Oh, he was definitely wolf whistling at her door, so maybe she shouldn't be my man. But yeah, she'd be a good man. Um, yeah, yeah. That's not who, a bad parent tag team at all. Yeah, imagine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Frank, Frank McCourt, who's about 70 right. years older than their drug age. But yeah, they'd be my man, I suppose. I never thought about it. It was a good question, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Michal, will it come to you? Or, uh... I mean, I'll throw it out there. As DJ just said, I'd never thought about it, so I'm yeah, going to yeah. pull the fucking answer from my arse here. Yeah. I would probably go, in the short time I've had to think about it, is it's a flick up between Frankie Boyle. Oh, right, yeah. He's gone nuclear. He's gone. And oh. Serge from Kasabian. <laughs> Well, Frankie Boyle is a very educated man who doesn't really beat around the bush about his opinions, no, which I don't yeah. think is such a bad thing. But you could go less extreme on the same line and say Darrow Breen. I could, but I'm not. 
You could. I thought Rovrian be a similar. To be honest, I was never a fan of Echo Island, so I'd never did really. Ruin it, cause it did a little bit, you know. That, it was, did a bit. that was just that bit earlier than, than our generation. Like, I think like. Dara should probably do the late late show, you know. I think he has yeah. everything he needs, you know. He, he does. He's, He's everything brilliant. that's required for the late late. But he has, but, that, he has that thing where he can go from like very funny to very serious. Like, yeah, and he's an educated man, you know. Yeah, very yeah, educated, yeah. His, his stand up shows are yeah, amazing. Yeah, but we're not talking about Dara. Dara Bees are Dara, right? Go down the Foster Road. So I'd be going, probably Frankie Boyle. Because I like the way he doesn't dress it up. You would be, yeah, yeah. You, that, you wouldn't change much, then. Thanks, I take that as a complete compliment. Yeah, I yeah, mean it as a compliment. Yeah, yeah. And my ma is, yeah. is a fictional character. Okay, oh, I yeah. like it, I like and it. It's been that long since I've seen it, I actually can't remember the character's name, but it's Brenda Fricker in My Left Foot. Oh, yeah. yeah there's a woman yeah, that gets yeah, shit yeah. done. Huh? Yeah. She doesn't beat her in the bush. No, well, she beats her children, but she doesn't read really in the bush. Yeah, yeah but she Mrs. Brown, Mrs. Brown as well. We'll go Mrs. Brown, oh, yeah. But, but, but not the, that Mrs. Yeah, Brown. Yeah, not that one. I mean, yeah, not, that not that Agnes. One. This was not the Agnes. day before transgender was okay. Um, <laughs> how are you, Brendan? Um, <laughs> Joe, Joe, speak. Actually, hold on now. Is she Mrs. Brown, or is she Agnes Brown? Did they take... Actually, we did it back then, yeah. No, but did they... Back did, then. Did is that, are you saying it's a piss take of... Well, no, but like, yeah, did they take Agnes Brown from My Left Foot? No, that, they took... Is Agnes Brown not from that um, trilogy of books that they Oh, Paris yeah. Town Trilogy, yeah. is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where Brown came from, is it? Yeah, yeah, they yeah. take it from, they take but it from an Irish, like, they take it from a, one of fucking Roddy Doyle's or some book, isn't it? My left foot, right, my favourite line from it is, is when they're trying to do their math sums, and a little fella turns around and says, Dad, what's a quarter of a quarter? And the old fella turns around and says, Sure can't get a quarter of a quarter. <laughs> a quarter is a fucking quarter. <laughs> <laughs> fucking brilliant, like. Fucking Matt's in 80s Ireland, like. Yeah. But just about the trilogy, there's a great... I saw a mug there last week, I can't seem to find it. I suppose a ride's out of the question. <laughs> it's a great cook for Christmas. Well, listen. It's just an Irish mug of tea there, yeah, isn't it? Brilliant, okay. brilliant. And you know what? We all ask that question every night, don't we? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. stopped asking every night. Wait, you get to my age, lads. Yeah, it's once a week, because the rejection just becomes too much. Yeah. Wait till we get to your age. Owen, you've obviously had time to think about this because you thought it up. Uh, no, if I know if I know you well, you thought the question, thought it was hilarious, and then didn't think about your answer one bit. Yeah, that's exactly it. Because <laughs> I, I literally, when, when I said I need to go for a jack's break, it was pretty much to try and think of an answer. <laughs> He's I'm not like, pissed at all, lads. No, I, co- I, co- <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't think of it. He needs to go for a piss now because he lied about pissing. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, me dad... I, I think I'd like um, Ian Dempsey to be my dad. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah. I think, yeah. like, I think... I, he, he'd be gone every morning, though. Yeah, he'd be gone. Yeah, but sure, like, you're fast asleep. Like, you know, it doesn't matter that much, like, you know. But he'd be home every night, like. He'd be home early enough during the day as well. He, do you know what I mean? Do you know what I thought, right? The thing with Ian Dempsey is, he'd be gone to work by the time he'd get up to go to school. And then he'd have to go to bed so early because he's walking so early that, like, you'd only be home from school going off training. You'd never see him. Ah, but like you, yeah, you, like when you're. Well, he's young, friends with Zeke and Zag. When you're young as well, though, you're 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 going to bed at half seven, man. So he'd be probably going, he'd probably be going to bed around the same time as you. Do you know? Do you know? Just after the Simpsons, there, he'd be fine, like. Watch the Simpsons have a couple of fish fingers and a waffle and go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I think I think he's got a good bit of crack. You know, he has that. Bit of, he has that. Uh, he has that air about him, like you know. He's a, he seems like we. A loving father, like, yeah, you know. I'd say he'd, he'd dote on you at the weekend. Dote, yeah, he'd be a nice, a nice old chap, like, you know. And then me ma, right, I think I was like Angela Lansbury. Nice, wow, yeah. Yeah, do you know? Who the fuck is she? from Murder, She Wrote. Jessica, no. Jessica Fletcher. Jessica Fletcher from Murder, She Wrote. Oh, that's, I, I was never exposed to Murder, She Wrote. You haven't lived... You haven't lived until you watch uh, Jessica Fletcher solve the conundrum. Here, here, look up, look up. Here, I know, how I know this. Look up, look and up. And a sex symbol at that. You definitely know her. Oh, oh, I think I saw a pornographic adaptation of it once called Murders Your Own. But anyway. Take your own spare time, DJ. Angela Lansman would be going off, right? You wouldn't get... There's a blast from the past. You wouldn't get much of a cop off her, like, you know? She'd be off, like, solving crimes, like, you know? Would you, would you need the cop, like? Would you need me Hall's mug, like, any chance of a ride tonight? I uh, suppose a ride is out of a question. Whatever it is. 
But like, like she wouldn't be bothering you for the right either. Well, like, the you know? one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. What do you mean? I was, yeah. thinking, I was, thinking, of, I was thinking of the right as opposed to your ma. Sorry. No, that's me so, ma. Because I picked Deirdre Kane as my man. She's a bit. She's a bit. She's <laughs> a bit of a right. But Angela Lansby. Here. Lansby. She, she looks mally. So you you never watched uh, Murder She Wrote? No. Oh, I watched Murder She Wrote. Right. And you have you you watched? Ah, jeez. Lads, I grew up in the eighties. We didn't have Sky TV and all that kind of stuff. What? Murder, she wrote, Highway to Heaven, The Littlest Hobo. Go on forever here. DJ's looking at me like I need to get a life. <coughs> well, have you ever seen the very, very last episode of Murder, She Wrote? I can't say I'm familiar with that. If she gets rode from a black man, I have. So. so. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. For our listeners and for DJ's pleasure here, I'm gonna say right that Murder She Wrote is all about Angela Lansbury happening upon all of these murders, right? So like she rocks up to a village. She, like basically she goes on holidays for the whole yeah, day, right? Pretty much, yeah. She rocks up to a village and a murder happens in the village and then she ends up solving the murder and she goes, Yeah, Mihal did the fucking murder here, like, you know. Get him into a paddy wagon off for night. It's pretty much like Scooby Doo, like you know. You took the words out of me, mate. Exactly, it right? Took the words out of me, mate. So anyway, right? Like it just seems like very, very convenient that she rocks up to all these murders. But anyway, the very, very last episode of Murder She Wrote ends up that it turns out that she has been doing all the murders all along. Sounds like it, because she... Like, she was, the, she was the murderer all along. That's like, that sounds like a writer that we got his P45 yeah. and he said, fuck this. And I would have gotten away for it if it wasn't for Owen's pesky man. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's one to take home with you now. Well, lads, write that down. That's one for the... That's one for the... Do you know what you have done now? You just spoiled the ending for me. I'm never going to fucking watch it now. I know. It's ah, a... we fucking don't waste time watching it at all now, to oh. be honest. We've made advancements in a lot of things. Right, lads, a quickie for you. What are you watching at the moment? Uh, I'm watching... Um, speaking of murderers, I'm watching Making a Murderer Part 2. Uh, so... I don't know, have you watched the... Are you watching it? I watched the first one, I've given the, the second maybe three or four episodes. It, it's not pulling me in like the first one. Yeah, so the one, the, again, yeah, I'm probably on the, on the same line. It's not It's not the same, yeah. it's not the same hook as it. It's good though, like, uh, so there's another lawyer in on top of Stephen Avery's case. Yeah. And uh, she's called Kathleen Zellner. And she's fucking bonkers. So she like basically every episode is her pulling in a different bit of evidence. So she goes like, uh, you know, there's blood here, and she gets in this blood expert from fucking Alaska or somewhere. Dexter. Yeah, Dexter, some murderer as well. Like, uh, but like, it's just yeah, it's it's like it's a bit off the wall. Like you know, you like you can't see yeah. him building a real case like to actually support it. Like you know, um, but like, it's all in the favour of Stephen Avery, so it leads you to believe. Like that, you know, yeah. If they had it kind of did it from both sides to get a fair perspective of it, you might have went right. Maybe. And that, yeah, that's the thing because, like, so many episodes as well, like, yeah, you listen to him, you're like, Steve, you know, set Stephen free, set yeah. Stephen free. You're like, ah, oh, he's he's the most innocent man I've ever met in my life. And then the next episode, they'd like just touch upon a little nugget of information, and they go, and then you're like, oh, what was that? What was that? Hold on. It, the blood, his blood was found inside the, like on the bullet that shot her or something. You're like, ah, come off and now this is fucking, yeah, yeah, yeah. like you're not, you're not even like alluding to this at all. It's fucking but a joke. Here's like. a question that a lot of people don't ask. Do you find it's a little bit insensitive from Netflix to uh, your one, your please, one uh, what's Halbach. her name? Yeah, yeah, to yeah, her Chris. family and stuff, you know? Oh yeah, so like none of them have consented or will appear on the show at all. Yeah. Uh, uh, as you right, probably wouldn't, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because it's totally t- told in his favour, like so. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it is. But sure, they're making money, so true that. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Uh, so yeah, I'm watching that. I'm probably watching. Uh, what else am I watching? I'm watching uh, t- uh, Disenchantment, which is um, it's oh, the, the Mac 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 Rain, Mac Rain, 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 Rain,
It's uh, his follow-on show from after Futurama. Simpsons, after Futurama, now it is Disenchantment. Uh, he has uh, 10 episodes, I think, of the first season out. Uh, it's all right. There's a few, like there's a few laughs along the way, like. But you're never going to get seasons one to ten of the Simpsons, like. Seasons oh, one to yeah, ten of the Simpsons yeah. are those gold, gold, like they're like you know what you're talking probably well, 100, 150 episodes or something in those first ten seasons, and Even they're fucking quality, like you know. Maybe two hundred episodes, yeah. They're oh, it's brilliant. It's yeah, brilliant. yeah, they're so good. Uh, like there is a few, few laughs along the way, but. It's that whole, whole um, like, CGI fucking, like, it's, you know... They don't like, do cartoons like these. Yeah. Uh, look, we don't, we don't be the, an old lad, but, like, yeah, it's... Probably your dad, like, but they don't do cartoons like these. Right. Yeah. They absolutely don't. They absolutely don't. Uh, no, what about you? What are you watching? Uh, at the minute, I kind of... I've just finished House of Cards. Oh, it's the latest uh, one? That's yeah, like, that really that. fucking sucked me in. Do you know what Kevin Spacey is? What it is, what it is, you know. Well, the, but the last one is atrocious. One, is it? Ah, it's atrocious. Yeah. It's just not the same. They probably should just shut the bottle. I think I I got halfway through series five, maybe. Really? I just. I found it really, really interesting, you know. Yeah. I, I found it a good I, bit, kind of. I think I just stopped it at a point and just never went back to it. And yeah. then all the stuff about me came back and I watched one or two and was like, oh, it's going to be arse with this. Yeah. I've been it for Designated Survivor at the time. Oh, quality, right. yeah. Okay. Have you watched this? I haven't, no. Designated Survivor. Now, we're talking about pulling you in. Right. I, it's, it's not one of the best series of all time. It's a very, very good series, but it's. Pro- I would definitely say it's probably one of the best first episodes I've ever watched of anything ever. Actually, I'd have him as me, Dad. He'd be a fucking great, right, Dad. Kiefer Sutherland. Keep, well, no, well, no, Kevin actually, Spacey. I wouldn't no, have no, Kevin no, Spacey no, as me, Dad. No, I'd have Kiefer Sutherland's, uh, like, his portrayal of that American president. As oh, yeah, dad. he'd be a great, Dad, yeah. He's a fucking great, Dad, and that, like... So you're saying the character, not Kiefer Sutherland? Uh, well, he was good in 24 as well. I don't know. I don't know. I'd say he's good. He'd, he'd, he'd be good in, in, in a pressure situation. Yeah, he would be. Yeah, he wouldn't yeah. panic like. Yeah, no. Um, I'm watching this thing at the moment. Um, I watched the first series of it about two or three years ago on Netflix, and I thought, oh, they'll never do this again because it's very niche. And I loved it because I'm big into me Norse mythology and stuff. But it's called The Last Kingdom. And they brought out, yeah, they brought out series two, three, and I think four now on Netflix. And myself and Eve are watching at the moment. It's basically like um, this. So it's following Danes raiding England at the first, the first time they, they raided properly. And it's uh, this chap who um, he was a prince of this uh, kingdom in England when it was broken up into these micro kingdoms. And his whole village basically got a lot of his village got burned down and murdered. But they, he was only a child, so the Danes reared him as one as their, one of their own. So he's basically a Dane, but he's got this. Um, He's basically the heir to this throne in England as well, and it just follows him when he's an adult, be, being a Dane, raiding England, joining with him, to and fro, and his like constant turmoil of like, is he Dane or Saxon? And a lot of English lads being killed in the two back in the day, so that's that sounds. Ah, that's a, that sounds air. It's actually brilliant, that's and there's a bit of sneaky riding in it as well. Uh, that's what you want, like, yeah. No, it's not in your face, like, power, where they're, like, banging against windows and you can see the steam from our arse, like, but... I remember, uh, I, like, when, when, when we were in college, when we were in college and uh, Game of Thrones was, like, kicking off, I remember there was, like, this, like, boobs episode ratio, like, you know, and you're, like, right, what, what, what episode has the most amount of boobs in it, like, it was... Making a drinking game out of the tits. Yeah. Uh, and actually, the very early seasons of Game of Thrones was definitely all about that. Like, but uh, yeah, here quality, uh, quality talks tonight. I actually had a really good time. Thanks. It's, gonna, it's gonna be good fun listening back to this one. Yeah, yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, thanks to me, Hall, an absolutely master bartender here in uh, Grady's Yard. He's uh, just got a uh, just got promotion to yeah. <laughs> chief chef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Head chef chef promotion, they call it. By the way, Michal will be on with us next week as well, and uh, I think we've Simon Simon with us as well next week, so we're going to have a fucking blast next week as well, doing doing the twelve taps of Christmas. Twelve taps, lads. That's what I'm looking forward to. Now. <laughs> Completely off the clock. Fucking stay safe, lads. Launcher. Peace so, and love. So anyway, just uh, lads, just fucking. Uh, subscribe to our channel there uh, if you've listened to us on iTunes uh, give us an old rating uh, five stars or nothing 
Don't be bothering. Yeah. Bother your whole yeah. And uh, just message us on the socials and give feedback if you have anything to suggest. Go for it. Go on, lads. Yeah. Go on. We won't bite you. Good luck. Good luck. God bless. Stay away from yourselves. Being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.